22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. All I have to say is for our audience is I am sorry. We are very sorry. Welcome to a long overdue installment of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, Episode 52. Um, yes, we're that group of geeks that like to debate and we answer those burning questions like, how come the actor casted for Supergirl isn't blonde? Uh, we have wigs now. And yeah, 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 but I mean, the, the carpet has to match the curtains, right? Brunettes. I don't think it's that kind of Supergirl show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Brunettes have more fun. Brunettes have more fun. All right. I'm one of your hosts, the Cap, a.k.a. Cap Daddy. Really? Here, yes, really? Cap, yes, Cap Daddy. That's got, trending even less than MFG. <laughs> oh, please. Okay. And hearing his voice, you know that I'm with the guy who would probably be so bold to critique God, MFG Mike the Finance Guy. If only he had joined a mainstream religion like Oprahism or Voodoo. <laughs> and also with us is the guy who could spoil honey because science fact, honey doesn't spoil. RT Square, Ralph the Tech. There are some things in life that men was never uh, meant to know. But for everything else, there's Google. Nice. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Only the tech would say that. Is Google sponsoring us now? Because I, I really need Maybe. a limo. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah we, yeah, we need sponsors and fast. But um, going back to why I apologize in the beginning, I wanted to apologize for uh, us missing last week. Damn right, it's the cat's fault. Well, yes. it, it is not my fault. <laughs> it's not our fault. It, it's not my fault. I just got married. That's all that happened. <laughs> That's the cat's fault. Yeah, that, that, that would be the cat's fault. <laughs> wow. Because I, I didn't marry him. Well, I mean, here's... Just, I mean, not that he just asked so, or anything like that. I, so I would have said yes. Hold on. Just so everybody knows why we didn't do the show last week. I was getting married. Gigi's now my wife, so now she's Mrs. Cap. She's much more miserable now than she was a week ago. <laughs> Mike had to take time to dye all the gray out of his hair. I look fabulous. <laughs> and Ralph had to come up with reasons to not watch Walking Dead. Do you have any reasons? Any other reasons? Yes. Uh, it sucks. Um, it's boring. Um, there's The walkers are... Just stop. Like, okay, stop. Yeah. You're killing He's me with, with no reasons. <laughs> So for today's show, we're going to be simply couching it by talking about two newly animated productions by DC and Marvel, respectively. And I'm talking about um, Justice League, Throne of Atlantis, and Iron Man, Captain America, Heroes United. Save your groans for when we talk about the review. So let's go to what we normally do. Let's show that we're back in effect. Let's go to the quick news. And now, the quick news. With Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Kat. The long, quick news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is pretty, this is pretty lengthy here. So, uh, and it's also not a lot of great quick news either. So, before we get down to the <laughs> he news. He says long and not good. <laughs> oh, there's never anything good that comes out of the news anymore. Um, oh, so, before we get into that, though, let me just take a moment to mention one of our uh, visitors we had here once, Jazz. He has a podcast of his own starting, uh, that he started up. It's two episodes in so far. So, take a listen to Nerd with the Word. On SoundCloud. Nerd with the word. Good job, Jazz. Yeah, definitely a good job. All right, so now into the news. What is smaller than a leprechaun and won't be seen on Christmas? All right, that was too easy. (laughs) Everybody knew that that was Tom Cruise. Uh, Audiences will be treated early to the Cruise Meister's latest round as Ethan Hunt as opening weekend for Mission Impossible 5 gives up its Yule time appointment for a summer blockbuster date. So get ready for more twists, more subplots, more gadgets, and more challenges to Tom Cruise's sexual preference starting July 31st, 2015. Wow, so they bumped it up. Oh, yeah. The sequel also stars Jeremy Renner. 
uh, Simon Pegg, Ving Rhames, Rebecca Ferguson, Sean Harris, and Alec Baldwin. Well, I like wow. Ghost Protocol. I was definitely a big Ghost Protocol yeah, I fan. I still have not watched that. The really? Shadow is in this? Awesome. Yeah. That would be great if it was The Shadow. Well, <laughs> it, well, Alec Baldwin's probably going to play a villain, you know, but, I mean, he's he's pretty good. I mean, I, I finally got to see The Shadow, was it last week? Oh, did you finally watch you it? finally watched it. Oh, did it. you like it? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed like it. it. Yeah, it's not a perfect movie. It's just it's just fun. I just really enjoy it. Yeah. Alrighty. So, anyhow. Oh, when you weren't busy building a statue in my honor, you might have heard that Brian Singer announced his casting decisions for X-Men Apocalypse. We have Ty Sheridan will play Cyclops, Sophie Turner will play Jean Grey, and Alexandra Ship will play Storm. X-Men Apocalypse is said to be the finality of the trilogy that began with 2011's X-Men First Class and continued with 2014's X-Men Day of Future Past. So it sounds like Halle Berry and um, Famke Jansen and what's his name? Or a lot of jobs. <laughs> What's Mind name? you, my favorite character, Cyclops, and I can't remember the actor's name. <laughs> Do you remember the actor's name? No. James Marsden? Thank you, James Marsden. I, I never know any of the actors' names. Yeah. And, unless and they're old grandma Jan- um, Famka? No, unless they're doing an ass shot of them. Then, then, then <laughs> yeah. Ralph's like, oh, I know who that ass is. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. James Marsden. I don't James. know why I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Alrighty. Uh, well, time for another riddle. Go ahead. What's purple and white and leaves red all over forever? Purple and white and leaves red all, all right, over forever. Well, it's another easy one. It's an immortal Joker. Yeah, Followers of the what? current Batman storyline Endgame know that the side-splitting psychopath has alleged his immortality throughout the ages of Gotham. So much so that even Batman is unsure whether to believe the clown prince of crime. So what's a bat to do? Well, swallow crow and consult the court of owls. Oh, and by the way, Joker now knows Batman is Bruce Wayne too. That Okay, yeah, I do remember reading that. Yeah, I'm like... And tonight I was reading an article with us, an interview with uh, Scott Snyder and stuff like that, who his reading the article. And if you've ever seen um, Scott Snyder talk live right. and he rambles, as we know, it, the interview rambles. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, dude, just I can hear in thoughts. Someone cut. Someone edit this. How many but, commas are there? <laughs> it was just like one thing after the next. But uh, but, you know, he's like, oh, because the guy's like, he's not really immortal as he goes. Eh. Uh, probably not. He goes, just kind of, but we want everybody to feel the way Batman does, which is very unsure. And I'm like, what do you mean? Probably not. <laughs> I'm like, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, well, at least, but at least he didn't say he wasn't trying to be coy and saying, maybe you just got to read. Yeah, that, I would have kicked his Thank ass. Thank you. Exactly. Well, I don't think Scott Snyder is not capable of that. He's just like, oh, one more spoiler. Oh, my God. <laughs> Comic-Con revisited all over again. He'll say, all right, maybe you should read. But if you don't, here's what happens. That's pretty much would have been right. <laughs> you know. Oh, and speaking of the Joker, Fox's Gotham will be setting up for the Joker by the end of season one. According to series creator Bruno Heller, quote, we've said you're going to be waiting a bit longer for it, but this is America. Nobody wants to wait. So we will scratch the surface of the story. Yes, but just scratch it. A a little tap at the door. End quote. Now, we have to think about it because an um, upcoming episode is eventually going to be featuring Red Hood. Uh, How is that possible? We don't want to start this. With the ninety-year-old Joker, he'll be fighting too. <laughs> yeah. Well, but hold on, hold on, hold on, Mike. Because now I'm going to call you out—not call you out, but what did you tell me the last time we spoke off podcast and we mentioned Gotham in our conversation? You said you actually. Oh, the last. Oh, the last three Gotham. Okay, the mid-season opener of Gotham was was average. It was eh. Um, even which, of course, is better than the other first part of the season of Gotham. But uh, the last three episodes were actually really good, really good. Thank you. Where's the gas button? Is there a gas button? <gasps> I get it. I got it. Yeah, I get a gas button. <gasps> good job. Ooh, that's bro. a good button. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something else. <laughs> Sounds like one of the stink. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he was surprised he had an orgasm. <laughs> 
this is possible. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. but yeah, so when, when Mike when Mike and I were talking, he said, you know, the past couple of episodes episodes were really enjoyable. Yeah, it well, threw me for a loop. Well, because they mostly didn't feature any of Bruce Wayne, who is horrible, um, and it was just the mob war, which I really do think that, like, especially when you watch this, it's like it should have just been called Gotham Mob War, and like barely had even um, Jim Gordon in it. It would. The Fish Mooney, uh, Falcone, Penguin, and Maroni, uh, they are actually great. You know, Gotham Mob War sounds like a reality TV show. <laughs> <laughs> it would be better than this still. <laughs> it, it'd be funny you see them having doing uh, the, the confidentials, the closet confidentials. Really. <laughs> By the way, before we move on to your next piece of news, so wait, so, so just to make sure to get back to what you just said, you're saying that they're going to start scratching at the surface of Joker. And it's funny that comedy said about, you know, it's America, you know, nobody likes to wait. I'm like, that's how you're going to fuck shit up. That's just yeah. me. Well, yeah, and also that's just bullshit. America can wait. We wait for everything else. Otherwise, you could have just told us your whole story in season in day one. I mean, yeah, basically. That's just crap. You, you should know you're trying to lure people in because I bet your numbers aren't as good as they should be. That's <laughs> no, just my for, opinion. For now, I'm hearing that their numbers are fantastic, which yeah. that surprises me. That does surprise me. But there are a lot of people that like the show. Yeah. yeah my, my, my girlfriend and her roommate included. Wow. Love the. We'll watch it religiously. Wow, you, you have a wife and a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> you heard it here, folks. This is this is new for me. You have to understand. I'm only a week into being married. See, now they both find out. So now he's going to be divorced. <laughs> Shit. He's going to be divorced and girlfriendless. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> She's trapped in me for life. Hear that? That's the sign of commitment. <laughs> you're talking to the girlfriend or the wife? <laughs> the wife. <laughs> All right, girlfriend, girlfriend, you're going to be dumb. You know what I mean. Gigi, you know what I mean. Mike, continue before right. my mouth gets me deeper into a hole. <laughs> and I won't even touch that. Uh, <laughs> CBS finally named the star of its Supergirl series as Melissa Benoit of Glee fame. Uh, Benoit will portray the 24-year-old cousin of the Man of Steel who also escaped Krypton's destruction and arrived on Earth to be raised by the Danvers family. She also develops a case of super jungle fever as her TV love interest will be a newly black Jimmy Olsen, played by Makad Brooks. And to get everyone really excited for the series, the Maiden of Might's first foe will be the ever-popular Lumberjack. What? Who? Exactly. <laughs> All right. The character was only ever seen once way back in Wonder Woman number 268 from June 1980. He was a throwaway assassin-like character that showrunners will evidently have to revamp for the series as the casting call described him as a, quote, big burly monster of a man who has battled Kara's cousin in the past, end quote. He attacks Supergirl to gauge her power levels for an unnamed boss. Hmm. So, wait, so there is going to be a Superman in the show? Probably not. I mean, she's just the cousin. I mean, it's just... He'll probably be referenced. Wow. I, what is it about Supergirl that anytime they make a movie or a show out of her, she got the lamest fucking characters to fight? Remember the movie? Right. Well, yeah, but okay. Name a major Supergirl villain. Throw one of Superman's but, but, but that's has-beens the, and then you can still get somebody better yeah, than they're, they're still trying to figure out which ones to use for his movies. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. It's crazy how you got two uh, two people from... Glee to come up and become camera book character. Yeah, that's very Cause, interesting. Because the uh, was it Grant Galston, who yeah, plays the Flash. Flash. Mm-hmm. He was in Glee. Yeah, I yeah. know. I, I'm reminded of it all the time. Oh, see, Glee's a great show. No, Glee's not that great because they are, let him go. Are you caught up on the Flash? Uh, I believe I am. Yeah. I am for well, sure. I believe in, no, actually. In the last episode, hold on. What was the last episode? Very briefly about. 
Was it the Pied Piper? No. Then no. I'm not caught up. Exactly. Oh, it's nothing too big. He just oh, huh? <laughs> here we go. Spoilerific. Here to spoil some honey. Go ahead. He just demonstrates his singing ability. That's uh, that's sad. Oh, that's right. Okay. I yeah, hope yeah. he's not an evil Peter, Peter Parker. <laughs> wow. The, the emo Peter Parker? Oh, <laughs> evil and emo. The oh, same. Oh, God. What evil. else you got there, uh, MFG? Well, where there's smoke, there's a crossover. In Flash episode 18, CW's Arrow's Best Girl Friday, Felicity Smoke, along with billionaire hunk Ray Palmer, will travel to Central City to visit Star Labs. The reason seems to be that the Star Labs team will help Palmer further his Atom project. The episode will be titled All-Star Team-Up. Oh, and here's an interesting side note. Arrow co-creator Greg Belanti says they are in, quote, very early, end quote, preliminary discussions about making the Atom as a spinoff series. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's kind of even hard to tell. I'm like, dude, you I haven't established much of anything because we have like, a spinoff. I, I kind of just want him as a... I don't want the, so many spinoffs to happen. I mean, it's nice to have him in the universe, but yeah. have him as, as, as a supporting character. Yeah. And, and, you know, they still haven't even uh, talked about whether it's like a... Because he says it's an augmented suit that will give him strength and, right. you know, help him fight. But then... So he's not going to be the atom that shrinks down to Mercury? No, he would have to be. I, I, I'm sure it will be, you know. You never know with these people. Nah, I, I, I'm, I'm 99% sure it would have to be because that's the character. I mean, it's not, he's not Adam Smasher who could grow. Yeah. I mean, he's the Adam. So, I mean, if they, if they don't, then they'll, they'll just be pulling apart their own property. And I can't imagine DC really wanting that. But um, so I'm glad this flash. Oh, the flash seems to be back online. I was very disappointed with the midseason opener. Yeah, you keep saying that. That midseason <laughs> opener was just, that was just uh, inexcusable. I liked it. If, sorry, that just begged too much out of there. Like, my, I mean, of all the things that really got I me, mean, there are lots I could go, really go into, but the one that really gets me is when, well, two parts of it, is when the Flash shows up at the meeting spot to fight Captain Cold and Heat Wave. And so he's already there. Captain Cold's walking down the street, gun dangling off to the side. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take it. Nope. Then Flash is at one end. The villains are in the middle. And at the other end is half of, um, of the Central City's police force. The villains are turned facing the Flash. Not one cop shoots at the villains. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to be kidding! Me. This is just this. This is really straining. It's a showdown. Don't you know showdown rules? Shit. Yeah. Let the city be destroyed. <laughs> and now for another episode of Ralph explains it all. Uh, listen closely. Where's Clarissa? <laughs> I gave her she the was day much off. more reasonable. <laughs> when there's a showdown, there are unwritten rules that people have to follow. But they wouldn't be able to follow them because <laughs> they're unwritten. <laughs> they're innate. So it's like you know. Oh, here right we go. The innate or inane? Innate. I think these sound more inane. (laughs) (laughs) So when there's a a showdown going on, you do not interrupt it and you do not interfere. Ah. So you you step back, watch the show, and if the city's about to be destroyed, you got to let it happen. Ah, is that what it goes there? Yeah. Why do you think no one helps Superman when, you know? Because he's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) And that was our latest episode of RT Square Explains It All. Tune in next time where he explains about the zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Tanks galore. I think it started with a tank. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, now, everybody out there, take advice from the finance guy. Time to buy stock in bras and bustiers after TNT announced the character cast for its upcoming Titans, not Teen Titans, series. It certainly is no sausage fest with only Hawk and Robin, yes, Robin, not Nightwing, carrying the testosterone load. The rest of the cast includes Hawk's female partner, Dove. Raven, Starfire, and wheelchair-bound Barbara Gordon. That's Barbara Gordon, not Oracle. Wow. So she's not going to be Batgirl? That's, I can't wait to hear how they explain this one. I'm like, all right, let's see how we go. And on top of that, I mean, I would think that, and here I go with me being a geek again. 
being that DC is trying to line up their universe with their comic books, Oracle's no is no longer part of the DC universe. Right. But, and Barbara Gordon obviously is not wheelchair bound. So right. I'm like, well, why would you do that? I couldn't even fathom anymore. I, 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 DC's universe makes less sense every day, so I couldn't even try. Yeah, so... And it'll make less sense after, what, March, April, May, whatever oh, what, Convergence? Yeah. Oh, God. It'll make even less sense. So be ready for that. All right. So uh, if you're like me, you often have trouble deciding between boring reality and overstimulating virtual reality. But now, owing to the creative minds at Microsoft, I can choose mixed reality. What? Thanks to its new holographic headset, HoloLens. Combining the real world with overlaid images, they're like sunglasses that make the poor and ugly look like people of value and interest. Uh, <laughs> early, early testers have said the experience of using the demo version of HoloLens is like having someone tightening your head in the vise. And who doesn't like that? <laughs> uh, HoloLens has spatial awareness through cameras that can make a map of the world around you, then overlay that world with whatever, like a Martian landscape, uh, the inside of a house, uh, even most of General Lopez's behind. Uh, but don't get too excited because Microsoft HoloLens is far from ready for public consumption. I don't even know why I would want that. Um, I mean, it has lots of application purposes, but I mean, even just in-house, if you wanted to say gaming, you would then be literally in the game. Yeah, yeah but I mean, would it interest me? Not really, no. It's, it sounds like there was this anime called Excel World mm -hmm. where they have these sort of, like you, you know the, the headphones that I use, the LG 10 right. Plus that hang around your neck? Right. They have those and it predicts projects a holographic field in front of you. Oh, okay. So you have all your information and stuff. And people oh, who, who use glasses don't have to use glasses anymore because the holographic holographic field uh, changes the world around you. So you actually, it's, it's in focus for you. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, wow. So it sounds like that. And then it will, there's like a sort of other thing where like your, your mind uh, goes into like this virtual world if you run this program or whatever. It's a pretty good anime, right. but okay. it's that little piece of technology right there. It's pretty right. cool. We're moving closer and closer between Tron, Lawnmower Man, and Jennifer Lopez's movie, The, Sh the Cell. It's like so all this. We're moving. We're moving closer to three pretty damn bad movies. Yeah, uh, and that's how bad these ideas. <laughs> how are. How dare you talk bad about Tron? How bad you talk about the? How dare you talk bad about the Cell? How dare you bring them both up in conversation? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's tune into the Marvel Netflix Coitus and the Coit series that Coitus Coitus <laughs> and the series that will be following the upcoming Daredevil launch. Yes, AKA Jessica Jones has made some casting announcements in the past weeks. Joining the series star Kristen Ritter and Mike Coulter as Luke Cage, we have Rachel Taylor as Trish Walker, aka Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat, and for the Doctor Who fans, David Tennant will portray Zebediah Kilgrave, aka the Purple Man, the and, villain. Yep, and a little something something for the Matrix fans too, as Miss Carrie Ann Moss will be joining the cast in an as yet unnamed character. Filming for the series begins next month, but no official release date has been provided. All right. So now is Jessica Jones the second installment of the Netflix? Because yes. it's Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Uh, I Pop, think then Luke Cage. Luke Cage. And then, and then uh, The Defenders. Okay. So so it's three and then the big one. Right. I, you know, for a moment there, when you said The Matrix, I thought you were going to say Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I, I don't Whoa. usually say that. I don't usually say that ever. <laughs> Whoa, Jessica Jones! Oh, God. oh man! <laughs> I forgot somebody was telling me that Keanu Reeves wasn't so bad in the movie. Oh, that's my John Wick. No, John Wick was fine. John Wick was that fun. was really was good amazing. movie. He did a good job in it too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Very. Yeah, I was very sorry. I'm surprised surprise. right now. First yeah. you said Gotham was good. Now you're saying no, John Wick. Keanu, Keanu Reeves is good in John Wick. Go you see know, John Wick. This whole night, you know, everybody keeps asking me if I'm back. Well, you know what? I guess I am back. Yeah, not his career, that's, though. That's from John Wick. 
You, you didn't sell me. <laughs> I was about to say that wasn't like a selling movie. <laughs> that wasn't a good way to introduce me and get me on board. <laughs> well, there's guns. There's blood everywhere. There's hot hit women. We're looking at Wild Wild West, and they have the same thing. Yeah. You're not selling me on this movie. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess Marvel is going to cancel a lot more titles soon. Fox Entertainment co-chairman Gary Newman has confirmed that the network is in negotiation with Marvel to develop a TV series set in the X-Men universe. Hmm. According to Newman, quote, it's in negotiations. We're cautiously optimistic. We had a good meeting with them. That will not be on a fast track creatively. This is just the deal now. We have to find the creative, end quote. Now, due to the brokering and the development needed, Newman does not believe a show would be ready until the 2016-2017 TV season. So, there we go. Fox. Yeah. Well, I can hear Fox's conversation now. It'd be like, Cyclops? White and uptight? Good. Jean Grey? Cleavage and white? Good. Wolverine? White but Canadian? That's eh, doable. Storm? She's what? Black American? Oh, African. Series canceled. <laughs> no, they, they say, if you make her white, we got a deal. <laughs> if you make her white, she's all right. <laughs> Oh my god. Let's call it Storm Cloud. Or, or they'll oh. be like they'll be like, um, wait, wait. Don't you have a, a another white girl? You have a kitty there? Hey, we just heard leave Storm out of it. What do you mean she's a lesbian? No, 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 no. No. Fox execs talking like this. Yeah, okay, so we have everybody we have our team together. Okay. We gotta kill somebody off? Hmm. Who should it be? <laughs> How about the Nubian princess? I mean, it's like killing royalty would be a great plot point. <laughs> Actually, Fox's conversation is, goes much more like this. We've got a great hit show. Everyone loves it. Let's cancel it. <laughs> I think that's exactly how their conversation is going. And it closes out. F-U-T-V. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> Seriously, they just should. All right, but here's something that's so unbelievable. It should be in a file cabinet of an obscure investigative team in the basement of FBI headquarters. What? Fox chairman and CEOs Dana Walden and Gary Newman are in talks with Chris Carter to revive the X-Files TV series that ran from 1993 to 2002. And we're not talking about reboot. Show stars David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson have publicly expressed interest in the return and are expected to reprise their roles as Fox Mulder and Dana Scully. But it has not been said whether this would be a regular series or a miniseries like 24 Live Another Day. It is also unknown if the series will pick up after the events of the 2008 movie, The X-Files, I Want to Believe, or if it will follow IDW's 2013 publication, X-Files Season 10, which picked up from the end of the TV series, then had Mulder and Scully leave the FBI and move to the suburbs where the paranormal still follows them. Hmm. Okay. I'm excited. I, 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 you're an X-Files I, fan. Yeah, I love the X-Files. I wasn't able, I wasn't able to really get season, into it. Which were kind of lame. I wasn't able to get into it. Even though it, it was a little spooky, that didn't bother me. I just... Never really got into it. Yeah, I loved it. That was just great. It was a good run. But I would hope that they don't have um, Mulder and Scully reprising their, their, their exact, exactly where they are. I think they should, kind of like we were talking about Star Trek, maybe like you move them up higher in, in the ranks and having younger cast members join the crew. Possibly. Keep, I mean, keep it, know, fresh. it all depends on how they go. Like I said, if they follow the, the comic, then they'll end up moving them out of FBI altogether and just have it just be some other kind of weird thing. I don't know. I don't know. I'd be interested. You know, but the fact that those two plus Chris Carter would still be involved. I mean, you know, it's, it's a good promise, anyhow. Interesting. Did you, have you ever watched X Files? I only saw the movie that they did. Yeah, wow. but that's not going to make sense that, out of context. I was that, saying, that's kind, that's kind of hard. Everything is in context. Yeah, in this TV show. Kind of try to watch the movie. I'm like, what the fuck? The Smoking Man? Who? Who the fuck? <laughs> smoking Man was cool. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're coming down to the wire here, but we have decades ago, DC Comics threw down the gauntlet of a shitty idea 
and 30 years later, Marvel finally accepted the challenge. During a live Secret Wars kickoff event at New York City's Midtown Comics, Marvel's editor-in-chief, Axel Alonso, and senior VP of publishing, Tom Brevert, announced that the upcoming eight-issue series titled uh, Secret Wars will serve as the end of the Marvel Universe and Ultimate Universe. By time <sighs> issue number one reaches stands in May, each and every world in the Marvel Universes will have been destroyed with pieces of all the worlds combined to create Battle World. The editor-in-chief claims that they are taking the best that Marvel has and seeing if they will fit in the new universe. Uh, when questioned if this will be a reboot, Axel Alonso said, quote, We don't expect all our moves to make everyone happy, but we think it will make for a really fascinating read through Secret Wars and beyond, end quote. And with a smile, he added that anything is possible, quote, If we wanted to resurrect Gwen Stacy, this would be a place to do it, end quote. So everyone get ready to be up early on May 2nd because Secret Wars number zero, written by Jonathan Hickman, will bring readers up to speed before the release of issue number one. Oh, so, so basically on, on free comic book day, yep. that's when they're having Secret Wars zero. Exactly. You saw the look I shot you, right, Ralph? Yep. Yeah. They're just going to <sighs> fuck up the Marvel world. And we and said it a couple of podcasts ago. We even said yeah. it that the one thing Marvel did that um, DC you know, couldn't resist but do is they stayed away from rebooting. They said we tried to rebuild on the universe without... They tweaked it without rebooting. And now... The killers, this won't even exactly even be a reboot. If they're pulling from different worlds... I mean, I'm just making up characters. Like, for instance, they could take um, an Iron Man from a different world and just be like, well, now this is your Iron Man. You know, or whatever. So basically, what they're going to end up saying is depending on who stays and who doesn't or whatever, that, like, it may be the same character, but all the history that you know about them is gone now. I fucking hate that. It's the Marvel fuck collage. And I don't mean to sound like a hater when I'm on here. It's just like, I just feel like we're in in an era right now where theater, movies, and comic, they're working so, so much together. I feel like the movies are influencing the comic. Right, big time to the point where they're like well let's make it all mainstream so that everybody can pick it up and I understand I want I totally want a new audience too but then you're going to wipe the slate clean get rid of all the all the, the history you've made yeah. just to satisfy you know the people who are just coming in and who have like a, a basic knowledge of the, of the title yeah. fuck that yeah it's, it's pretty bad I'm a little annoyed sorry <laughs> a little grouchy oh, well, I'm married <laughs> that note, let's leave with one more shitty idea oh boy I know you all have had heard about this doozy so Superman has always been, well, well, super. Uh, you know, with his super solar absorption, his super strength, his super flight, his super leaping, his super speed, his super invulnerability, his super healing factor, his super x-ray vision, his super microscopic vision, his super telescopic vision, his super eidetic memory, his super multilingualism, his super breath, his super hearing, his super olfaction, his super stamina, his super endurance, his super durability, his super agility, his super reflexes, his super eating, his super shif- shape-shifting, his super telekinesis, his super telepathy, his super self-duplication, his super hypnosis, his super ventriloquism, his super mathematics his super weaving his super cake baking and of course his super roofy kisses don't, <laughs> don't forget his super good looks well I, yeah. that's an opinion now I was waiting for super ejaculation <laughs> but go ahead we haven't seen any of those these are all things that have actually been in the comics right uh, but how do you make a man this impressive more relatable you give him another superpower as of Superman number 38 Cal L has a super flare which not necessarily relates to the bell bottom jeans from the 70s <laughs> soups can now release his pent up solar energy in a body wide devastating blast with the destructive force of a nuclear explosion however the cost of doing this leaves him temporarily vulnerable like the common folk uh, and by the way uh, John Romita Jr. Uh, drew the scene it looks like that blast was like a super orgasm <laughs> he just looks like oh <laughs> <laughs> oh man I love um, Romita Jr.'s work I used to. 
<laughs> wow. So they added another power and they made him like, so they essentially made him Goku. Well, considering he could already beat the guy anyhow in a fight, you know, I don't know what the purpose of this was. I don't even understand, you know, the, the drama, the things they're going to add to it. It's like, well, if you have this power just and it's that destructive, don't use it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but my, my thing is that they always, they've been trying for years to make Superman relatable by powering him down. So now you go the opposite direction and well, power him up. Well, no, well, they, he, they're, they're he saying that once he releases, up, and it, then he powers down. Then he's vulnerable. Yeah, but it, oh, it's stupid. It's horrible. It's dumb. <laughs> oh man! Wow. I told you the quick news was going to go bad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you weren't kidding. I thought you were just being like, wow, that's bad. That's all your quick news. That is all the quick news. Went, I have one to add. That oh, I'm sorry, um, Ralph. Oh, no, it went bad like weak old milk. Yep. <laughs> Do you keep t- tend to keep that in your fridge? Why not? You can make curd with it. Oh, God. That's, that's <laughs> so disgusting. But um, did you hear about James Gunn, the writer and director of Guardians of the Galaxy? What about him? He made an announcement that... What Gar- about him? Tell me about it. The, the, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I feel like Mike's under a cover with what I underneath. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, he talked about the sequel and mm-hmm. talked about that the sequel will not follow comic book and that he's writing his own story. All right. That's Anyone awesome. out there, quickly... Name any events that usually occur in Guardians of the Galaxy books. There you go. Thanks, James Gunn, for really risking yourself by not following a formula that no one knows what it would be anyway. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like you need reference points and you need, you know. But they don't have any. This Guardians of the Galaxy didn't exist until about a year ago. Two years ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't two years ago. Not this, not this formation of them. Well, there's another, you know, there's a, a crossover happening, right? Across it, well, I know that they X Men and Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, yes. that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, again. yeah, I had heard that there was something going on, and I know that they've also updated uh, Angelica's look or Angela's look, Angela's, Angela's yeah. look, which of course she's not even in the stories. Which is like, you know, well, how much are you she, following this? She has her own like side comics. Yeah, Angela. Oh, she does. Yeah, I'll tell you right now what it's called. She's got big ass wings now. <laughs> you said big ass. Ralph looked up, and then you said wings. He got all disappointed. Yeah. Ah, it's called Angela Asgard's Assassin. Yeah, which just begs questions that I don't want to know. Asgard Assassin? Exactly. No, no, Asgard's Assassin. Oh, Asgard's. Asgard Assassin. The possessive. Asgard owns her. Oh, goodness. Okay. Owns her shiny metal ass. Shit. (laughs) Wow. So that's all the quick news I have? That's all my quick news, too. I mean, just that James Gunn said that. Ralph, do you have any quick news? I just told you my quick news. That's it. Yeah, that there was a crossover event with Guardians of the Galaxy oh, okay. and X Men. That's not yeah, yeah, called yeah. the Black Vortex. See, now and then they say I'm the one that doesn't listen. We do say that. In fact, <laughs> probably more often than you realize, but you don't listen. We stand by it. <laughs> what were you saying? Something? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to our first half of the podcast and talk about. And I don't want to say the recently animated, but because this was released back in 2014. Yep. Yeah. Um, Iron Man, Captain America, Heroes United. Before we get into our synopsis, I just want to say shout out to Angel Caban for putting me on to this. One day, uh, me and the wife, well, back then she was my girlfriend, wanted to watch something on TV. And Angel and I were texting and he told me, hey, Cap, check this movie out. I think you'll like it. I think we're going to debate about it. So with the synopsis (laughs) is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. All right. I don't know who Angel is, but you owe me Big time. <laughs> so anyhow, Iron Man and Captain America Heroes United is the July 29, 2014 direct-to-toilet paper release from Marvel Animation Studios. 
Hammering at your senses for 71 minutes and fuck you seconds, this feature film is Marvel's second in the Heroes United franchise. So, synopsis. If I told you that Captain America steals time travel technology from Stewie Griffin and travels back to slip a condom on some guy's Canadian bacon to prevent Wolverine's birth, while Iron Man enjoys a graphic sexual liaison with his Hulkbuster armor, it wouldn't be an accurate description of the movie's plot, but it would have had more thought involved than what we actually got. So, (laughs) Captain America, Iron Man, Red Skull, Taskmaster, Hydra, and eventually the Hulk. Could I say more? Yep, but I'm not gonna. All right, so this is featuring the voice talents of Adrian Pazdar as Iron Man, Roger Craig Smith as Captain America, Liam O'Brien as Red Skull, and Clancy Brown as Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get right into it. I mean, this was, you said 71 minutes long, right? Um, that's what it says, but it felt a lot longer. Oh. <laughs> and, and no surprise ending. Did it actually ever end? <laughs> Did it really? <laughs> what, what is this, like Inception? <laughs> the van is still falling? <laughs> My God. It had a happy ending. No, it didn't. That ending was even worse than anything. That was the most disgusting ending in the movie. But once again, how we jumped to an ending, I don't know. We haven't even started the movie. Let's go right, <laughs> all right, let's go right from jump. All right. And where's that button? Yeah. He almost forgot it. This segment may contain spoilers. So leave Ralph alone. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're going to have to change that because I'm not the only one that spoils stuff. You, you do it very well. You, uh, you, you spoil Ralph Ralph, the, Ralph the gate. Well, right. well, Marvel Animation spoiled this one by making the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and this is, I mean, I guess this, this is their formula coming up, doing buddy duos. With, with Iron Man. Yes. Yeah, so they've done, well, remember the second one they did, it was, wasn't the anime. No. Heroes United is its franchise oh, okay. and it's only been two of so them. So Black yeah. Widow and Punisher were was not just part a movie. of that. Oh, it was just yeah. a movie. But still, same formula. You yeah. know, so, you know, two heroes getting together who being on opposite ends of the fence, mm-hmm. being able to come together and fight against the common and, evil. And this one was no different. And here you have Captain America and Iron Man. Iron Man with his cocky self thinking, you know, Cap, I'm better than you because you, you just have skill. I have technology. I have strength and this and this. But also, I shoot I shoot from the hip. I'm very spontaneous. Yeah. Right. I, but I, then I, you have Captain America's co- cocky self that's going, no, I'm better than you because I don't do any of these things. <laughs> yeah. I have a plan. I plan for everything. I'm a strategist. I, I, I plan for everything. I, I have yeah. a plan for my plan, and my plan has a plan. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. What what do we think of the initial plot? Because the the initial plot was them there obviously is no fighting. Plot to this damn movie. <laughs> I'm not even joking. There is almost no plot to this movie. Oh it, boy! It has the plot. It has is what uh, Red Skull wants to capture Captain America to, and I don't even understand how this technology to works. Brainwash but to, him? But no, no, no. It wasn't to brainwash him. It was to, to take his powers take from. No, it was even more than that. It was to take his blood and enhance the serum more. But then also to take to download from his mind his fighting right. skills, which for some odd reason, even the technicians are like, "Wow, it, they're organized like a you know like in files like a computer is very organized." And I'm like, "They're." memories they shouldn't be organizing any kind of formula i mean it was just weird but that's what they wanted and i'm like why wouldn't you just take the fighting skills of different fighters they were saying to his his mind was was very organized orderly so right but it doesn't that made no sense like that comment made no sense and then the whole reason that they chose him is because he's the world's i get apparently he's the world's greatest fighter or the the world's greatest um combat specialist whatever if if red school really wanted to take over the world he'd capture deadpool and copy his mind well no i mean no no that'd be a mess (laughs) that that would blow the computer no i mean in in all honesty and like the guy kept commenting throughout the the show in all honesty if he wanted the best fighter we're not talking about someone that might lose to cockiness we're talking if you're talking about fighting well that would just be the taskmaster He, he knows everything once he watches it you know right he's never beat deadpool 
that would be a power based thing, not a fight. Um, he's that's actually, always the difference with him. He actually helped. Uh, he actually helped Deadpool in the comic. Don't get me started on that. Um, it's he can't be Deadpool even without the the healing factor because he can't mimic Deadpool's fighting style because it's so crazy. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> Deadpool. That's the most illogical. That's why up there when Batman, they, the people actually argue with that's why he can't beat the Joker. Deadpool so in a fist fight. <laughs> you, know. you can't predict the unpredictable. Well, unless you predict it. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get back to the movie, guys. Here's here's the thing that annoyed me right off the bat. The animation was too choppy. Oh, was too was stiff. And the, the, the talking animation, it was just it was very awkward. The moment you start watching the lips move and listen to the dialogue, your your mind will just start to collapse in on itself. It's it's very disconcerting. You know, I don't understand what they thought they were doing. It reminded me of a bad version of the Spider Man T V series from MTV. Uh-huh. It was the Amazing Spider-Man, I think that was called. Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. The back, one back, with uh, Neil Patrick Harris as yeah. the voice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, mind you, I liked that series for the 90s. I did. I enjoyed it in the 90s, actually. But, I mean, it just seemed like that was a, it, was a, it was a weak version of that. Yeah. You know, with, with the kind of animation. But, I mean, yeah, the animation just didn't work. But also, what, I, what annoyed me was that it was just fighting scenes. And not even interesting one. That's all it was. I mean, you have, you open with Cap. And Iron Man sparring. Then you go into Cap and the Taskmaster. And then, event, you know, it's just one double battle. It felt like video game fighting. Like, <laughs> you like, felt like a little Street Fighter? Like, yeah. Captain America version? You know what's the other thing? is like, you would think that Iron Man, Tony Stark, being a genius that he is, he'd, you know, have better defenses, ones that enemies can't easily, you know, yeah. overwhelm. Right. You know? Well, there was that, and there was that whole electric shock thing that everybody kept using that made yeah. no sense. It was, it seemed like that was like their go-to yeah. thing. <laughs> the way to beat Tony Stark put a, put an EMP shock on his back where he can't reach. Yeah, that'll yeah. get him. Yeah, that'll get. It, it was just <laughs> like I said, it was just bad. But also, like the the way the fight scenes were because they were just long and they weren't interesting. Um, it felt like you were watching cutscenes from a game. Yeah, like it, it felt okay, like cutscenes of a that. video game. I see what you're in between you playing something, you know. I will. I'll say I enjoyed some of the fight scenes. Um, I did enjoy. I mean, when Hulk came in, for some reason, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, That's because you thought another movie was going to start. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I enjoyed the way some of the look of the characters, like when um, when Captain America changes over and he gets brainwashed by, by uh, Red, um, right. Red Skull, and it becomes like Captain Hydra or Hydra. Well, he's still Captain America, he's just with the Hydra. Uniform. Yeah, but it was it was black, and yeah. it was you know, just a design. I kind of like the look. I mean, Iron Man when he's there's a part where he's. He's gonna fight the Hydra guards, and he's walking up. And it reminded me of the Iron Man movie where he's walking up, and then the the side rocket comes out from his shoulder and blasts him. Right. I felt there's parts that looked cool, and then just like when they, when they went to go do like a human movement, it got really weird. Yeah, to, to me the whole thing, it really it just it, nothing grabbed me. Like my biggest like of this movie, uh, the biggest like of this 71 minute movie is that it wasn't 72 minutes long. <laughs> like that's my biggest like of this movie. Yeah, I, I like. The Hulk scene where he's just fighting all those uh, like Captain America. Right, I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, you mean fighting all those Banes? Yeah, <laughs> I uh, ca- I kind of enjoy- I kind of enjoyed it, even though there was, there was some parts like when he did the clap to clear him out. I'm like, yeah. really? You really? could have yeah. done that from the beginning. So, yeah, that makes you wonder. Like, if if the Hulk ever goes to like a show, he can't clap for the show because then he'll just clear everybody out. It's like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. By the way, so the Hulk is is clumsy or strong enough that he can take one clap and collapse a whole bunch of of Red Skull's men, but is gentle enough to press the little communicator in his yep. ear. I was like, really? That's control. Yeah. That, that <laughs> is control. Yeah. That, it just, I'm sorry. It, 
the Hulk was, I think, supposed to list excitement. It didn't do a damn thing except make me go, you're just desperately throwing in a character. If, if you ever watch um, the Avengers Assemble on, uh, on uh, Disney, Disney XD, uh-huh. you'll see that in Hulk's room, all he has is glass figurines. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, so like he's, <laughs> it shows his, his control of his strength that he can have these fragile. Okay, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's it's dumb, but I kind of I like I, that's a that's a good idea. It's just executed poorly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said. I mean, they they're they're. I don't even know if they're trying to show his his um his ability to be that you know controlled. They're just trying to do that whole like. Wouldn't it be funny if like the Hulk, the most smashed guy, like like these really delicate glass statues? And it's like, no, no, it really wouldn't be. Funny. But let, but, <laughs> but let me also bring it. I'm bringing this up. Um. Let's think about their audience. And I think that, you know, how we talk about DC doesn't know who their audience is because they'll do a movie about Batman. Meanwhile, there's blood all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is definitely geared towards kids. Like, I feel like I could take yeah. my, yeah. you know, not, you know, it's not even a kind, drop of blood. Nope. Not, not only a drop of blood, but the way they fight, the way they talk about certain things, even the Hulk, you know, just that. Oh, yeah. Well, even, unlike DC, there's no cursing. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, there's no cursing. In it's because DC doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, they haven't <laughs> gone that far yet, but they're getting there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, definitely this is for younger people. Um, but also, but what I hate, though, is it's for younger people, but it's still a dumbed down story. It, it, yeah. just, it just doesn't really work for me. I mean, I've seen stuff for younger audiences. That at least is a good story. This one just kind of. But this seems eh. to be Marvel formula for yeah. um for kids. Like they're, I mean, they look at um Hulk's Agents of Smash. Yeah. Very very. Don't uh, look at Hulk's Agents of Smash. <laughs> but I hear it's getting better. I heard it's gotten better. I'll never know. <laughs> well, Meanwhile, they, you go back and watch Gotham. When they come <laughs> back, yeah. When what comes back? Hulk's Agents of Smash. How do you know they went away? Oh, you've been watching it. Yeah, I've been watching. Oh it. my god, <laughs> I got the. Uh, he um, suggests the storylines. <laughs> Shh. You're gonna ruin my secret. Oh, I think in this one, ruin a secret from you. Oh my god! <laughs> I think That's in this irony. one, the Hulk should smash, <laughs> <laughs> and then Red Hulk should follow up by smashing it harder and burning. <laughs> but, but I feel like this is Marvel's um, the way Marvel approaches. You know, most of their cartoon properties. I feel like they're they're, they're patterning them all for kids. They're doing that whole Phineas and Ferb thing. You know, where it's you. What is that with you and Phineas and Ferb? They did one Phineas and Ferb thing, and that was better than any of these animated features. And then he's like, oh my God, I can't believe they did Phineas and Ferb. And it was better than these features. That's the saddest part. It's because they had the cap in it, that's why. Yeah. But the the weirdest part is, though, it's we can't, you know, you're generalizing that Marvel's features. It's like, no, Marvel's recent features. Because the other stuff, the other other Ultimate Avengers. No, but but, um, Ultimate Avengers is almost like almost 10 years old. Yeah, but I'm saying that's what I'm saying. But the no, no, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about now. I'm talking about yeah. like since like maybe since um, what do they call it? Phase one finished. When phase one of the movies finished and they introduced those cartoons, yeah. I feel like from then. Let me. Oh let me yeah, just, no, hundred percent. Yeah, they, they, they've kind of geared towards little kids for all of their movies. Yeah, and you I know? don't understand why exactly though. I think I mean they realize that the, you know the people who buy films are the adults, but the kids are the one who ask for them. So you know, yeah, but they're not buying these films though. Like it'd be like they're all direct to video, and then they end up on Netflix. Well, well, this, well, this, well, this one was directly to Netflix, not the other ones, right? No, I'm saying, but they're direct to video. But yeah, I mean, yeah, well, this one, yeah, this was I think more direct to Netflix itself. Cause it, I don't even think they've <laughs> even made a DVD on this thing yet. And I'm like, no, it was it was direct to Netflix. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They haven't even made a DVD for this one. That's why I'm like, so what money are you generating? Which which then tells me, and again, I don't care what's spin they're going to put on it you made a movie direct to netflix you knew you made shit <laughs> literally you did you knew you made shit because you knew you couldn't sell it you know um see it was released digitally yeah uh <laughs> did it do better than, than the interview we'll, we'll wait and see 
Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, speaking of the Hulk being in there, that was the dumbest Hulk rescue ever. When when Tony Which and part? the Cap were falling. falling. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, you know the Hulk's going to save them, but that's just stupid. You know what's funny? I, I sit and watch movies, and I don't even watch and enjoy it anymore. I sit there, and I'm like, yeah, Mike's going to get on that. Yeah, Mike's going to mention that. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, yeah, Mike's going to mention that. <laughs> just when I, I saw him catch that. him from oh, that fall, I was like, stupid. I was like, where, where, did he, where did he know where they were? Yeah, but then, then, then which leads up to, as we, were, we opened the conversation with, the dumbest ending in the world, which is we opened up with Tony and Cap sparring, and now Cap in an Iron Man suit, the Iron I'm Patriot, Patriot suit, yeah. which made no sense, again, because they're just running that into the ground. Now they're both sparring against the Hulk. I mean, I'm just like, what? I mean, it, it was a post- movie scene or not sure it wasn't even post movie it was in the movie but right. it was like post fighting pointlessness like it, it didn't add anything to that movie you know I'm like why did you put this here well, you know, they wanted to show that you know um, Captain America is still who he is and Iron Man is still who he is and you know they're good just the way they are well that, it, that they didn't final... show it they had, they had to hear that from the Hulk which is Marvel's which... strongest dumbest creature <laughs> <laughs> hey he has the brain of Bruce Banner in there yeah in there <laughs> <laughs> trapped but um it, it was i mean i see what marvel's getting at as a future father to be i could see i could see sitting down my kid watching this movie and not really having a problem with too much as opposed to dc where i'm like okay well let's Great. fast forward here fast forward here fast forward here we should call right. child services on him already oh wait a minute if you're gonna submit your kid to watch this movie is that better than tom and jerry hey daddy look at this oh my god it's an axe <laughs> no the newer tom and jerry's have been uh politically corrected I don't know. I mean, I've, I've seen some of them. But anyway. But see, but see, those are big questions, though. It's like, what makes Tom and Jerry better? Because you have two cartoon characters that are obviously cartoon animated characters, you know, doing this unreal kind of violence, or people that are made to look like you and me punching each other. Well, I don't know. To me, a kid seeing a cat chase a mouse with an axe, I think they kind of know that's not real. Yeah. Seeing two people fighting, they're like, let's just go out and fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, but, well, they're both scrutinized the same wrestling. way. They're still both scrutinized the same way. Infant that's... style. Infant style. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, thank goodness I'm not having twins. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I told you that it was just hiding in the sonogram. Shut up. I think it's a septuplet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything you guys want to add to this before we go to ratings? Because it seems like this was a short... A short review. It's longer than it should have been a review, but I don't know why though. But I love Doctor Fump and Doctor Crueler. I, I love those really? two guys because I don't know. They're just they're not only are they funny, but like I love their costumes. Like they actually stand out. I, I like those two. You know, it's just every time I see them, I'm like, oh, they put you in this movie. I feel so bad. They feel like they have the worst agents in the world. I'm like, <laughs> couldn't you get agents to put you in a better movie? <laughs> How about the fact that Jarvis is useless? Oh, the but well, that just as useless as he is on uh, agents of uh, Agent Carter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the Jarvis program is just like, eh. I don't know. I mean, it's just I'm just getting tired of it. It's just getting kind of getting run into the ground a little bit now. All right. Okay. Ratings for Heroes United, Iron Man, and Captain America. Ralph, I give this movie five. Uh, Cap and Iron Patriot uh, armor. Fighting the Hulk with alongside Iron Man out of five. You have a five out of five? Out of ten, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm five, like, out of five. Six claws again? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> got you fooled there, didn't I? <laughs> you got you fooled. That's what <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, you know, public school, math. You know, oh, I know. Got, it's yeah. that New York City stuff. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's five out of ten. I give it a 50% because, you know, it wasn't a horrible movie, but it was like, you know, I was like, why am I watching this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, 
I was gonna go with a five a five out of ten. Five out of five. I was gonna go with a five out of ten. Um, yes, what? follow me, Lemon. No, 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 no. Come no. on, Lemon. I'm, I'm going. I'm going one lower, and I'm going with a four. Why the hell is Captain wearing the Iron Patriot costume? Out of ten, I feel like the um, being that it was geared for kids, it was enjoyable. But as an adult and watching the the the, the very stiff graphics, and as an artist, it bothered me. It really distracted I me. I can imagine that. Okay, so that so me four out of ten, Mike. I give it three. You'll root for Hydra within 20 minutes out of 10. <laughs> Why? Because you will. <laughs> I also, it's funny part, the funny part was like the opening sequence. Did you notice the opening sequence told the entire movie? Yep. Like the whole movie, including the resolution. Yep. I'm like, well, actually, you could have just showed me that because that was three minutes and it was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, I'm like watching this and I'm going... I get the feeling I'm seeing the whole movie. And so I made, I kept it in mind, and I'm like, yes, I did. Just see the whole movie in the opening sequence. <laughs> Who thought that was smart? <laughs> oh, man. Well, you okay? Oh, I thought you were going to cough. That You're just a- boring him. Oh, <laughs> I made Ralph yawn. Okay, so there you have it. Heroes United, Iron Man, and Captain America. Yeah, I wonder what their next movie is going to be like because this one wasn't any good. The next movie will be Heroes Divided. <laughs> because they watched this movie. <laughs> so we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I get some more um, Doughboy's Pizza because that shit is good. Oh, yeah. So you've watched Daredevil twice? Sure, you're going to pass judgment, Mr. I Love Barbed Wire. Hey, Grumpy Oldman, we're recording a commercial here. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're just mad because we're not talking about your all-time favorite movie, Tomcats. Isn't that only watched by 12-year-old girls? Ralph is a 12-year-old girl. Have you not seen him? Hey, that's a good movie. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Hey, guys, this is The Cap here with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph the Tech inviting you to join the conversation from the show. We know you love Doctor Who, superheroes and their villains, gaming and TV and movie watching, but you need some very honest reviews from some very funny guys. So why don't you join in the conversation? Check out our Facebook page where you can like it and even leave a comment. And if you want to share it with your friends, our podcast is located on iTunes and also on SoundCloud. Because you hear what they say, great comic book debates are better in numbers. Now back to the show. Ah, rim job. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to start it somewhere different. Yeah, see, that's not weird for them. <laughs> wow, okay. They're probably going to be thinking, what were these guys talking about? <laughs> if you were only there. All right, so now let's let's talk about the second half of the show and do our review on DC Animated's second attempt at a new 52 movie with the Justice League, Throne of Atlantis. And with a synopsis, shy of spoilers, is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Am I promising too much? Uh, eh, probably not. Go ahead. <laughs> Alrighty. Justice League Throne of Atlantis was released on January 27, 2015, and is the latest direct-to-video animated DC hero film. The film serves as a 72-minute origin story for Aquaman and is very, very loosely based on the new 52 Throne of Atlantis story arc by Jeff Johns from 2012. Uh, that's an arc that ran for six issues in two DC titles, Aquaman numbers 14 through 16, and Justice League 15 through 17 with artwork by Ivan Reese and Paul, Van, excuse me, Paul Pelletier, respectively. All right, a synopsis. Okay, the film... Fe- uh, so, ooh, I can't even talk. It's so exciting. <laughs> Capitis. Oh. <laughs> the feature film picks up shortly after 2014's scintillating Justice League War. All right, unbeknownst... Whoa. Yes. <gasps> it wasn't good for it. Uh, unbeknownst to the Super Friends, there is a half-human, half-Atlantean, half royalty and half Abercrombie and Fitch model named <laughs> Arthur Curry living in Mercy Reef, USA. Unbeknownst to Arthur, 
His father had enjoyed Taco Tuesday with his mother, the soon-to-be <laughs> queen of Atlantis, who had to abandon Arthur and his dad to live the good life under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> Unbeknownst oh to the queen, her least favorite vaginal output, a.k.a. Arthur's half-brother Orm, was plotting to take the throne and to take over the surface world of nearly 7 billion humans with an Atlantean army numbering nearly 100. Unbeknownst to the Atlanteans, Orm, a.k.a. Ocean Master, despises air breathers but exclusively hangs out with one that wears a bubble-headed scuba suit. Unbeknownst to the viewers, the Justice League would prove to be more useless in this battle than Viagra in the Pope's bedroom. <laughs> Can a man with gills go from town drunk to gifted king in less than 36 hours? This seems so, I, I guess. Sure, I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so it's featuring the voice talents of Matt Lanter as Arthur Curry slash Aquaman. Sumali Montano as Mira, Sam Whitwer as Orm, aka Ocean Master, Serena Irwin as Queen Atlanta, and all the voices from Justice League War as the other heroes. <laughs> and them as them. Hey, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> all right. Throne of Atlantis. The last time that we got together to talk about a JLA um, movie was War, and that didn't fare too, um, no, no, fare too well. How. In comparison, how do you feel about this movie versus that movie? And I know that's an early, uh, oh, uh, interesting way to open up the, the conversation, but I definitely feel like with this movie being put out, I automatically started comparing it to the other one. Um, I mean, just between the comparison, I enjoyed this one better. Uh, yeah, me too. I definitely, it, it, it flowed a little bit better, and a lot of the, but it's one of those things we've always complained about in a way when it comes to the Justice League that we already know how most of them are. We don't need a total origin story. Let's just right. put them together and get right into the story. But with Aquaman, you actually do need an origin story because he, he's been out of the public light, um, at least on an animated level, he's been out of the public light for years. I mean, yeah. the, the Justice Outside League... Um, um, Book Brave and Bold. And, right, and stuff like that. I mean, he's there, but that's... They just literally throw him in as a character. Right. You know? So we haven't actually seen... Because even in the Super Friends, you never really... No, you never at all got an origin story from him. Nope. Even in Super Friends. Mm-mm. In fact, yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think there was ever an origin story no, for Aquaman. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Ralph, how did you feel? Comparison to um, War versus this one, um, A Throne of Atlantis. You know what? I thought this one was a little bit better. You thought a little bit better? Yeah, I thought it was better. Why? For me, it had more of a story than War did. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I, I kind of like that. And then I've always been a big Aquaman fan. You know, like, really? Yeah, I, I, I liked Aquaman, yeah, especially I had a problem with him. especially Brave and the Bold Aquaman. Three. Brave and the Bold Aquaman is hilarious. Well, that, well, he became fun, you know, because Outrageous. they were making fun of the fact that everyone was making fun of him by that point. Yeah, but I liked him. I just knew that he was never used well. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and then I hated that hook seventies long haired Fabio look that he had in the, <laughs> in the late '80s, early '90s. Oh, that's right. When when, when he was, um, he would not he would only refer to himself, not, not only refer to himself, but he would call himself Arthur a lot. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to Aquaman. Yeah. Fabio. No. Aquaman. Goodness. You can tell by the hook hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. what's interesting, I feel like that um, you're right about, you know, this is the first real um, version of Aquaman we have. I feel like Injustice kind of pushed that a little bit more. They said, okay, you want to do Aquaman well? Here's how you do it. And, and Aquaman, I mean Aquaman, and Aquaman the comic was right after, was right before Injustice, the video game, right? Well, I mean, New Fifty Two. It, it Aquaman started New Fifty Two with everybody else. Right? No, no. But I'm saying like that. that New Fifty Two was what? How many years ago? Three and a half ish. And Injustice came out two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So so I guess you know they they found a blueprint because they could have easily went the other way with Aquaman in the video game, and they didn't right. make him lame. He looked really tough. Yeah. 
I remember G loves playing with Aquaman and kicking my ass with that fucking oh, he's Triton. A great, he's a great character. Yeah. That, <laughs> that Triton does it every time. <laughs> so, um, I, I do agree that this is definitely a lot better than War. Yeah. Like, like Ralph said, I thought it had a lot more story and a lot more clear story. Mm-hmm. And I thought the story moved along at a, at a good clip. I know you didn't think so. I was going to say, I disagree with that. I feel like it was more interesting. But when it came to Aquaman's story, I feel like it dragged me through Aquaman's um, telling and uh, like, I understand he wasn't in anything before, so they have to explain his beginnings. But I feel like they're going to move it along a little quicker. I I didn't think it moved slow at all. I, pace, I really didn't notice any, yeah. any slowness. Especially even, like, because they made good use of flashbacks. Yeah. You know? and they it was, did. It was pretty good. And then um, just the... It's kind of crazy, though. He never gets to actually meet his mother afterwards. Well, he met her dead body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Did you press the spoiler button? It's from previous, but whatever. Here we go. (laughs) Might as well talk over it because... (laughs) So leave Ralph alone. Yeah. (laughs) Too late. My bad. Yeah, okay. So, okay. So, So, yeah, she dies. Yeah. That was was, was pretty sad. It was really a sexual death, though. It was right between the boobs and with this, like, hook-like, penis-shaped spear. I'm like... What the hell kind of a family oh. problem they have exactly? <laughs> Talk about a reverse Oedipus complex. Yeah. Well, uh, well that was an Oedipus, Oedipus complex. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> well, as he was saying about because he killed his he killed his father to marry his mother, right? Yes. Well, Oedipus yeah. killed Oedipus. His father. That's right. why he was, that's why you were trying to say reverse. Yeah. Because right, okay. he killed his mother. Yes. Right. Well, he's not going to marry his father because he's dead too. So he's dead too. So, he, so that was the reason why he wasn't uh, going to marry his father. <laughs> <laughs> but if he was alive, Dad and I would have been hooked up. <laughs> hooked up. There we go. The first, <laughs> the first rim shot of the day. Um, <laughs> so, go ahead. The biggest thing that I had that like was a little bit confusing for me. You see. Uh, Cyborg, he's in the water. That's understandable. He mm-hmm. probably doesn't need t- oxygen because you know he's a cyborg. No, he had a thing on his face. Yeah, and and he has a metallic. Okay. Metal- he has uh, artificial lungs too, right. so he can handle the pressure. Why didn't um, Wonder Woman or Superman have anything over their face? Yes, same question. I said, well, because they're probably alien. I figured they can breathe underwater. But, but Wonder Woman's not an alien. Yeah. I'm oh, oh, sorry. They're. Whatever they are, and at this point, <laughs> Superman's an alien. there was no answer there. So, well, Superman's an alien, and I guess Wonder Woman is a demagogue. Yeah, well, you, she's just yeah. I don't even just, does her that. like outfit protect no, her from no? Gun? They they no. just I think that they just thought that that worked better. I, seriously, because even I, I don't even think in the New Fifty Two the Superman you know is supposedly like you know I can just hold my breath forever. I, I mean, and the fact that they didn't address it, though, like if they just didn't say like, uh, wow, if I can hold my breath forever like Superman and Wonder Woman, I wouldn't need this suit. You know, like something like that <laughs> needed to be addressed because I kept saying like, gee, I wonder if, if Superman can now hold his breath. But then he could also talk. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how that's working. I, I could do it watch yeah, I mean, yeah, Superman did not have the I'm trying to hold a hit from a, a good uh, roach <laughs> <laughs> sound. What was that? You want to hit this? Let's go save the world. I'm so not a smoker because you said uh, a hit from a roach and I'm like, uh, a roach punched? <laughs> that's, how, that's how out of touch I am. But uh, but uh, No, you don't get the whole Wow. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. What the fuck was that? Your breath, oh, okay, <laughs> it does melt metal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's oh, he get. tried to get the, the, the whole rim shot. All right, um, yeah, but I, I also like, I, I, I kind of at first was kind of like when they introduced just briefly John Henry Irons, yeah, 
I saw that. And then immediately after they introduced him, I was like, I hate that you introduced him like that. Because it was like, if they had just introduced him in general being saved, Mm -hmm. I would have been fine. Right. But the fact that he whipped out the really long sledgehammer, I'm like, oh, now you ruined it. I saw that. (laughs) I kind of like that. Uh, I kind of like that. It was over the top. I I can already see them trying to bring in a Steel movie. Now they're like, or Cyborg's just, still black, right? Now we <laughs> Oh, speaking of Cyborg, did you find that sequence with the empty Cyborg costume waking him up? Did you find that creepy? Oh, yeah. That was a creepy. It was cool, but it was real creepy. Like, I was like, wake up, wake up. I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, some people have an alarm clock. He has a. Yeah, but in the middle of your dream. That wakes you up. Um, in the middle of your dream, you see this empty shell of the costume that you wear, that you're trapped in, telling you to wake up. Yeah. It's only creepy if you are having a sex dream. <laughs> that is creepy. Yeah. If I'm in mid-stroke and I look across at my bed over my right butt cheek, all of a sudden I see this costume standing over me. Wake up! No, you mean you making a jerky motion with his hand? <laughs> <laughs> clang, 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 clang. What is that? I thought it was a robot chicken. <laughs> it's even creepier if the girl turns into the suit. Oh. Yo, you were just creepy. You were just creepy as hell, bro. That is. Oh, I can't even sleep tonight. Damn. Yeah, you should read my horror movie uh, script that I'm writing. Oh goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> enough about creepy, creepy girlfriends and dreams. But I, I found that pretty creepy, and I was like, wow, okay. Um, one thing that, that kind of threw me off was how the Justice League, and I'll use hood term, the Justice League was sunned in this version. They were all got their ass kicked in this. Uh, I by, said by the, they were useless. <laughs> they, I'm like, but Ocean, I'm, I was like, okay, maybe they fought the other Atlanteans and then Ocean Master no. came in. No, Ocean, Land was, Ocean Master was like, bitch slap, bitch slap, well, bitch I mean, slap. He took full force punches from Superman and Wonder mm-hmm. Woman and, and, and blew them off, but yet Aquaman got him down with one big punch. And I'm like, how strong is he exactly? Are you trying to tell? Well, him? he's half Atlantean and half human, so he should only be half as strong as him. But even if he was, but, an Atlantean shouldn't be able to beat up on Superman. I mean, granted, the it, staff was magic. I mean, we know that it yeah. sent out a magic thing, but they never... It's things that he didn't address, for instance. I mean, if they want to say, fine, the holder of the staff is also protected by magic, meaning that Superman's punch wouldn't work. But then that gets really weird. Like, I understand that magic can harm Superman, but magic shouldn't be able to dissipate Superman's punch. That's not. That's now the physical world, you know. Because if that's the case, then why did Arthur's punch work? You know, like you know, like because he's also Atlantean, maybe. It's just really well, weird, or royalty, because somehow the thing. Right. Uh, but, it, blood. but again, they didn't establish that this that the the trident was giving him that kind of protection. You just knew the trident had power. I'll you tell know? you this, hits from family hurt more. I suppose, so. yeah. I suppose so. I suppose so. This is yeah. true. Well, I mean, being that he's half family and half... Uh, uh, wait. his bro- That's his half brother. Right. And Arthur is half Atlantean. So that's like half of a half. That's a quarter. So he shouldn't have gotten knocked out at all. Well, he was... Maybe he was, he was all from his mom and he didn't seem to worry about that one. Maybe well, he has a glass jaw. <laughs> or, or, or maybe Superman and Wonder Woman kind of softened him up and Arthur was right there for the kill. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. He was laughing them all. He didn't even like. He literally did not react to their blows at all. P.S. Same the same lightning that that um, Ocean Master and you brought this up to me yeah. um, off cast. Um, the same lightning that that Ocean Master wields is the same one that Billy Batson yeah, uses. That made no sense. I at was all. like, Are but you fucking just, kidding it me? It made no sense. I mean, again, I guess they're saying because they've established that the trident works by magic. But again, you need to tell me something. Like you don't just go like just random lightning changes Billy back. So, you so know? I guess that's Shazam's lightning then. I, I I don't know. I mean, you suppose because that's the whole thing too. Even if it's magic lightning, his is a very specific spell of magic. I mean, it's not like just 
oh, any lightning should change me into Shazam, you know. Right. It, maybe, was, it was really weird that way. Maybe, you know, because you ever wonder how, like, you know, this lightning comes down just by him yelling Shazam? Maybe it's that Shazam has, like, a, a magical phone, and he gets the call. It's like, okay, or like a pager. And he's like, okay, okay. So Shazam from the 80s. Yeah, so, <laughs> so Shazam is calling. He's like, okay, Billy's calling me. I should send down the lightning. Maybe he got the wrong page confused with the, you know, with the wrong... You mean he has two pages, one yeah. with Shazam and one with Ocean Master. Yeah, so then he got them confused, so he sends it down. You know? It's very possible. And he's like, oh, so which, who's sending Oh, crap. Which or it's very possible that Shazam was sitting up there waiting to shoot down the lightning. He was like, did somebody just hit the lightning? I, I, I got a really big hit in my mouth. <laughs> and thank you for another episode of RT Square Explains It All. <laughs> you know, but, um, Join yeah, us next I, week when I explain how rain works. <laughs> But yeah, the 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 Justice Likes they were useless, but they were also very annoying. Like I, Shazam is just—he's like Captain Annoying, and and, and you know, yeah, I, you know, it's they make I, him too kitty. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but and also because it's like and all a right, fanboy of cyborgs. Yeah, which is either here or there, but it was just like I'm like you're just getting more annoying between two movies. I'm like I don't want to see you in the third. And Batman, oddly enough, what they. What we're used to as Batman's grumpiness, he's actually just become a very unlikable character in their movies. Like, I don't like him. I'm not, it's not like, oh, he's not your best friend. I'm like, you're just an ass that he's really a, they don't have a need for. Like, don't sugarcoat <laughs> it. Know? He's a dick. He really is. I mean, like, I mean, but I mean, very much so when I was watching this one, I'm like, you're not grumpy. You're a very unpleasant human being to be around. Like, and that's not good in a hero. Right. You know? So even grumpy cat will be like, damn, he's grumpy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, but I also found it funny, like his, his, his weird ass logic when he, when, uh, he goes into, um, Dr. Shin's house and it's ransacked. And he's just like, it's ransacked. Dr. Shin must be dead too. You're yeah. like, well, or he could just not be home. <laughs> you just jump to death. I was like, I'm like, how did that make any sense? You know, I'm morbid. You, you know what would be hilarious? Dr. Shin comes in. He's like, wait, I thought you were dead. It's like, why would you think I was dead? Well, your house was ransacked. What kind of reasoning is that? Exactly. <laughs> they just picked me up and then tortured me for a little bit and then let me go. I just wasn't home. <laughs> or either that, he'd walk in and he'd be like, Dr. Shin. But I thought you said he was dead. He is dead. No, I'm Dr. Shin. No, you, you're not. You must be his brother. <laughs> <laughs> or you're dead. I'm not dead. Pop, pop, pop. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> how about, how about um, Dr. Shin, I thought you were dead. Why? Because your house is ransacked. No, this is how it normally looks. <laughs> I'm oh. fucking slapped. Don't you hear about geniuses <laughs> and, and organization? I'm a mess. <laughs> I fired the maid because she kept stealing from me and didn't want to sleep with me. <laughs> Speaking of sleep with, yes. <laughs> Superman, Wonder Woman. How did you feel? How did you feel about them including that in the whole storyline? Same way I felt about them including that in the comic book line. I really could care less. How, how about the, them dressing as regular people is like euphoric to them? Well, I. I and granted, I understand that they were making fun, sort of, but at the same time, it's still a damn problem when she's just like, "Wow, Clark, I didn't really believe these glasses would work," and I'm like, "That's because they don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just don't work." You know? Um, I mean, it was fine. I, I didn't really care one way or another about their romance. It just doesn't interest me. I don't know. With them, I just feel like their 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 characters they're not dumbed down, but I feel like that that interest that I had in Superman and Wonder Woman when I was a kid is not there. Yeah. What about the, the jealous Lois Lane coming up and interrupting their date? That was yeah. pretty funny. It was funny, but at the hey, same Clark, time, who's this? He should have been like, "That's Lois Irrelevant Lane." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could bang her, but then I'd murder her. <laughs> you know, like it's just like one of those things. Like, yeah, I didn't really care as much. Um, I thought Green Lantern was still just as lame as he was before in War. 
like his, you know he did nothing to make himself shine anymore um and flash just didn't seem to be doing very much he, he didn't do very much yeah. but, but i feel like the whole justice like you said before the whole justice league wasn't doing much no it, it, they were just kind of like window dressing for um aquaman story it should yeah. have been an aquaman movie it's, with yeah. with it's, the justice league it's the aquaman show man right. well they really know. should have just if they like in other words they could have called it justice league throne of atlantis but in some way just i mean in other words made it so that it doesn't mean the Justice League is in it. This is just part of the Justice League world. Right. And then they could have just, I mean, they could have shown the Justice League somewhere, but then it, they just shouldn't have been involved in any part. Or like right. maybe showed up with the giant tidal wave or something like that. Like, because, okay, this is, uh, uh, you know, something that's threatening, you know, millions of lives right now. But they just didn't need to be involved with the rest of the story. And, and by the way, did you like the, the, um, in the beginning part where we were seeing Aquaman, he's depressed over his father's death, stuff like that. So he's drunk. That's fine. Like four or five thugs start attacking him in a bar fight, and they actually injure him. Remember, he's holding his side and walking and stumbling. Yeah. And then immediately he's invulnerable and super strong. And I'm like, yeah, well, gets, then what the were knife. you hurt from? He gets the knife cracked <laughs> over his chest. That's, yeah. that's the half part. You yeah, know? like half. What is he? Half hypochondriac, half Atlantean. <laughs> I mean, it just made no sense. I'm like, so a guy that beats up on Superman beats up on you, and you're okay. But some common thugs from the local bar, like you know, just bit slapped you a little bit, and you're like, oh. But maybe, maybe it's like from 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 his like ribs down, he's Atlantean, but from like the chest up, he, or the other way around. His outside might be tough, but his inside might be soft. Ah, I suppose. Yeah. You he mean like doesn't like to be hit. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't like to be hit. He's sensitive. He doesn't like being called a fish lover. He's like a rhesus. Hard on the outside, soft on the inside. Oh, one other thing I want to also ask about uh, with Shazam. Because uh, remember when, uh, when, when it opens up, we see Shazam is like sitting in the chair in the, in the Hall of Justice sleeping. Right. And Cyborg is like, you know, what are you doing here, basically? And he's just like, well, he's like, I was just sleeping here. He's like, but, you know, the, this chair is more comfortable than my bed. You know, because he's, he's a poor orphan. Right. Know? And I'm like, why doesn't Bruce Wayne just give him a place to live? <laughs> like, I'm just like, that just makes no sense, Bruce. You could just set him up with that. You don't, I mean, you evidently like 10 year old boys. I, mean, like, I don't understand what the problem is. No, it makes well, sense because he's a dick. Well, he Bruce is, a, is dick. a dick. He is no. a dick. That's, what, that's another thing that was so unlikable. And, and it's a 10 year old boy that could fight back. Like, well, that's that true. Turns too. into a grown ass man just by the, the ah. The, so you're saying that basically it's the, it's the turning into a man so soon that that's what's turning off Batman. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that if he if he says Shazam within Bruce Manor, the lightning's just going to destroy the house. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred won't care. Can you, can you imagine that? He's like he's in uh, he's down at the Batcave. Oh, we have a crime. All right, let me get ready. No, wait, no. Shazam! Boom! <laughs> the whole thing just crumbles on. That's them. what we should do next time for when we do um um. Um, the physics thing mm-hmm. that we do, the phys- physics that we, that we, yeah, English, the physics segment that we've done before, right? Um, how the lightning can hit Shazam indoors, but everything else in the apartment's fine. Well, you know, it's magic. I mean, honestly, <laughs> that is the answer. <laughs> I'm sorry to blow the bubble there, but it is magic. <laughs> yeah, still, you know, yeah, but yeah. still, I mean, magic, you know, it, it still electrifies and things can't move around. Things can be moved out of place. It's everything hey. perfect. The pillows don't move. The cat's okay. It's magic. <laughs> the cat, don't they say cats see magic in dead people? I don't know if cats see magic in dead people. Hey. Well, who the hell says that? They, 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 they say that, that the cats can see um, dead people. Right. Well, that, yes. Yeah. Well, don't you believe in magic? No. In, in a, a young, young girl's, girl's heart? heart? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> another, another thing I thought was really funny, though, was... Uh, a so young like, girl's heart? With, <laughs> well, no, I keep one in the fridge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you've got to make a good stew. It's wintertime. Um, so, no, no. Is that, uh, like, I love when this giant tidal wave is coming out. No one knows that the Atlanteans are about to attack. It's yeah. just this huge, 
Like it's higher than a skyscraper. It's it's, it's a distinction level uh, tidal wave. And the, and the military, <laughs> no, well, that they show up with guns. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, what are you guys going to do exactly? Don't with you this? know that the common defense against a large tidal wave is massive explosions within the waves to try to break it up? They didn't have massive explosions. They had. Oh, well, they didn't get the guns. chance to shoot. They had tanks. But they had. They shot, had tanks. Yeah, but they were leading <laughs> with guns. I'm like, what do you tanks. think you're about to do with this wave? The guns arrested. Had, the guns had explosive <laughs> bullets. Yeah, that doesn't work on any level. <laughs> How do you know until you try? Cl- Clarissa would have explained that a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> well, Clarissa's not here, God damn it. All right, all right. Is there anything else you guys yes. want to add? Yeah, go yeah ahead. something that really annoyed me and... Surprise. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> this one is just... DC's just getting out of hand with go, it. Go right ahead. All right. Um, well, two things, actually. First of all, in 16 minutes, we had the word shit for no reason from a villain. That was one of Scarecrow's minions. Okay. Right. And then 57 minutes later... We had uh, Mantis, who says shit. And I'm like, did you just put this in for PG-13? I mean, like, this, I'm like, this is why, that's why I was making fun of it in the, when we were talking in the last segment. I'm yeah. like, what is the purpose of this cursing? It added nothing to your story at all. And you, if you're telling me they're for kids and for adults, it's like, this isn't for either. Like, well, like the shit's not making any more real to me. And then at the same time, it's, it's one of those things that, like, well, then... For any younger audience, I'm not talking about eight year olds, but just younger, then I don't need the cursing. Well, I'll tell you this much: I would prefer the villains cursing at least rather than the heroes. Well, yeah, definitely, but still, it doesn't help either way. Kids mimic, so it, of course. it doesn't matter which side. But then brings me to the other thing, which is besides the villains, who is killing people? The women, yep, only. Mirror and Wonder Woman, decapitated, disemboweled, completely sliced, sharp objects in heads. The only people that killed people were the women. Well, they're the only ones that have... Superman uh, can crush a head, burn through your skull. Batman could batarang you in an artery. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, they could all kill somebody. The only people that killed... Uh, super beat the shit out of you. Into, <laughs> it's a broken bone pulp. I mean, he could, all, tri- he could trip over you right. and, and you die. Yeah. I mean, seriously, but they can all kill... But the only people that killed in the movie were the women. And I just, I find this very disturbing. Well, it's also a trend. Yeah. Women are deadly. But this, that's not good. This is, this is actually very disturbing that they're putting this out there. Right. Um, you know, that this is acceptable, that women have this ugly, vicious, evil streak. Is, it's just very, very disturbing to me. I didn't really pay attention to that. But, I mean, we have talked about DC's. Um, use of women in their comic books and how they tend to like you know throw them under the bus a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, in War, in Flashpoint, when when they talked about Wonder Woman mm-hmm. um, killing Mira, right. and yeah, I mean, so they they've done this before. They've done this before. So yeah. though I didn't pay attention to it, I'm not really surprised. Yeah, like I said, I mean, again, I'm not saying I was still acceptable because I had a problem in War when Wonder Woman was killing people. But like I said, it's like all that death that's going on. Besides, of course, villains. Like I said, other than that, though, the only other people killing were the two women. And that I did definitely had a problem with. No, no, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. R- Ralph, is there anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, I like that little uh, outrageous that they threw in there. Yeah, it, was it, was, it was okay. It was, it was a nod. Yeah. The best part is G and I are watching it, and I go, oh, he said it outrageous. Like, oh, yeah. Why is that important? <laughs> Brave and a bold. Because <laughs> the, the way he said it, it was just like, it's like, huh, outrageous. <laughs> It was just yeah. funny. It, it, was, yeah, it, was, it was a nice nod. Yeah, but it, was a, it was all right. Yeah. It was a nice nod, but that was it. It, it was cool. Yeah. You like it. And then how about the whole thing that what the the way it ended? Right. It was it was sort of anticlimactic. Where it's just like you show a recording and then that's it. Then the whole 
everyone just says, you know what? Uh, yeah. Um, I guess we're siding with the other guy because the other guy lied to us. Oh, you're talking about, I'm, I'm like, what the hell yeah, are you so, talking about? Yeah, so oh, you're talking about when the Atlanteans, when they see the recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they turn coat really fast. Uh, oh, the, we like you. No, we like you better now. Yeah. <laughs> or how about the way that, uh, um, Black, Black Manta dies? Or it's just, is he really dead? No. I mean, that was a big-ass shark. I mean, come on. How do you survive that? Yeah. That was funny. That was pretty humorous, though. Well, that was humorous. Like, when the shark came up and just, you know, because he was in the middle of also about to start a monologue. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was just like, no, nah, we don't want to hear it. <laughs> just the Even the shark, shark is like, fuck this. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just thought that, that was appropriate. But I, I, you know, like I said, otherwise it's the black man is thing. I just thought that was weird. I'm like, so why are you hanging around this human? Because everyone has to know he's human. He's right. the only one in a suit that need, that he needs to breathe underwater. Like that was never explained. Like, why are you buddy buddies with a service dweller? You know. Well, no. In in some uh, incarnations of Black Manta, he is Atlantean. Atlantean, yeah. Here he's he can't breathe underwater. You don't know that. He just has the thing to cover his face. Uh, no, I don't think he's. I mean, he, new did, 50, new he had 50, gills. Yeah, but he's New Fifty Two um, Black Manta. He, he had gills. Yeah, he doesn't have gills. He had gills. Yeah, when he was driving the car, you see like a little bit. Of... I think his. I think they may have done something more man-made with him or something. I can't remember how they explained it, but well, so yeah, I know New Fifty Two. He's different. He's also black. Maybe well, that's the big issue they had with well, him. Well, he's been black. For, well, he's been black for a while. <laughs> I know he's yeah. been black for a while. I'm fucking around. Yeah. I know. Back <laughs> so you're just Mantis. You just have right? to be black. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. When I was a kid, I was like, he was always black. <laughs> As a kid, I, was, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Who would have thought, you know, just black manta was just the color of his, you know, suit. Yeah. Well, I forget when he, be- when you first saw that he was black. It was, it was a while ago, but I forget when was it, it was. Was it in the 70s? No, no, it was more recent than that. Well, that's when it was, it came up again. Now there's, I actually, I, I mentioned so it. it probably, I think I mentioned it in the podcast when we did for Black History, but I don't remember now. Young Justice. Uh, no, it was way before that. No, no, no. Like way, 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 way. It was in a comic book. It's when he, it's when he murders. Um, Aquaman? Aquaman's son. Aqualad. Aqualad. No. Aqua Aquaman's boy. son. Aqua, oh, um, um. <laughs> I'm Aqua, like, I couldn't Aqua, be any more, any more clear than that. <laughs> Arthur Jr. Um, yes, that is Arthur Jr. Yeah, yeah he murdered the baby. It was a baby. It was still a baby. He was still in the crib and he had it murdered. What? Mm-hmm. How dare he? Well, he's a black man. What do you expect? <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> On that note, ratings for Justice League, Throne of Atlantis. I'll start it off. As much as I was, you know, had problems with how long it was in regards to how drawn out it was with Arthur's story. I still liked it better than War, and I still liked it overall, so I'm going to give it seven Aquamans that should have got his hand chopped off at the end out of ten. Why do you hate his hand so much? <laughs> no, did, I mean, he, did he dirty touch you? <laughs> no. But, I mean, I, I was always I was waiting for them to chop off his hand. I'm like, come on, Cat, chop off his hand. Oh, show us in the doll. Did he where did he touch you? That was the 80s, dude. He hasn't lost 80s, that hand. 80s, the in 90s. Yeah, but that was the same 80s hand that was missing in the yeah. 90s. In, in um, Brightest Day, he lost his hand also again. That was pre-New 52. Yeah, New 52. Listen, wait, it, you want him to have a magic hand or a hook? Really? No, no I just wanted to see it be chopped off. <laughs> you know what? He's into pirates. Ah. So if, if you go to his house, it's like all pirate themed and whatnot. I'm sure, I'm sure he has pirate costumes. A costume. Me, me love the booty. I, I bet you do. <laughs> I do. He dresses up the booty as, as a pirate. Shit it. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> rating. Oh, what? We're, we're doing a podcast? Uh, <laughs> my rating, I give it seven don't bring guns to a tidal wave fight out of ten. Oh, wow. You and I agree for the first time. Wow, okay. Ralph. I give it six claws. <laughs> six claws. I give it... I'm going to say eight 
outrageous out of 10. All right. All right. I, I, I like this one. It was good. By the way, before we go on to the last segment, um, did anybody catch the the, the end end of, of the movie? With, there was an end, end end? There was an end end. No. Which end? Okay, I'm going to spoil it. So, spoilers. You you see Ocean Master in jail and he's complaining. Right. Yeah. Talking about Lex Luthor. Yeah, with Lex oh, Luthor. Oh, I just thought that was the end of the movie. I'm <laughs> saying, no, well, that's, that's post-credits. Was it? No, oh, after the okay. credits scene. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, it's post-credits. I, I, that's what post-credits mean. Yeah, but it's called an after-credits scene. Whatever. Anyway. People don't say a post-credits scene because then they're like, what? Shut up. Anyway, but yeah, so that's what I was referring to. What did you guys think of that? I didn't I know see you, it. You didn't see it? Oh. No, I, I thought it ended there. I didn't. You should know better. Aren't you the one that sits with us in the theater when we're watching a movie? Those are Marvel movies. DC does it too because DC did it for the last. They did it for War because at the end of War, I'm Ocean Master came up. War too. Yeah, because Ocean Master shows up at, at the end of War. I didn't see that. You're fucking getting me. All right. <laughs> yeah, because that's where his father. His father dies at the end of War. We don't see it happen, but that's what starts it all. Right. It's that war. That the surface dwellers had that he's referencing when he's talking to his mother, and that because that's where his father died. Okay, that's so, why he's particularly bitter. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, but um, but no, I mean, I thought it was yeah, it was fine. I mean, I don't know what it's leading up to. I don't know what big event this is leading towards. It was just good to see Luther, you know, just yeah, see him because you know, you know they, they haven't used him Luther. often. That's why. So I think once he's absent for a little while, and they bring him back. It's like it's like in wrestling when you'll see a wrestler for a while and he comes back. You're like, oh wow, okay, he's back. I'm kind of happy. This guy, everything always comes back to wrestling. Damn right. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm tired of Luther. He's not a good villain. I mean, like so for me, it's just like yeah, it's Luther. It, it's that Hold guy that for some odd reason that Superman still can't seem to take down with all the technology in the world. He could just record the goddamn man confessing to something. <laughs> Hold your tongue. How dare you? <laughs> all right. All right. There you have it. <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> Throne of Atlantis. Obviously, Mike and I saw the whole thing and Ralph only saw three quarters of it. I saw everything except the after credits. Of course, you're probably distracted by something else. See, that's that's his. Uh, but don't you high get school math. But don't you get distracted because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. All right, we're here at the end of the show. We made it. One oh, piece. Thank God. <laughs> well, it was funny. I was going to joke around at the beginning of the show and say, and now with another episode of. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, the four-hour edition to make up for the past two weeks. Oh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> it have been like a marathon episode. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they'd love that. Yeah, right. Oh, I know Mike would love that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he can't get enough of his smooth, sultry voice. voice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm the only thing that keeps people coming back for more. It's like molasses. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I we're think that's more your fault than anybody else's. We were supposed to be giving quick answers all this time. And here I thought we were supposed to take our time. Well, if you ever hear my questions, they're really not quick. They're like quick, like, I don't know. Out of this list of 48 things I'm about to mention, <laughs> <laughs> you have less than one minute from the time I start talking to answer it. What? <laughs> I, I vote we should change the time to 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, how no. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Agent Carter, interesting TV or a waste of brain cells? Ralph. Interesting waste of brain cells. Wow, okay. Mike. The overall story is interesting, but Jarvis is a waste. Oh, wow, okay. How long do you think it'll take for Cisco in the Flash series to become Vibe? Mike. Season two, he'll discover the power while mashing plantains during his second job at Casa del Mofongo. Wow, and he's Mexican, so that's not supposed to be happening. <laughs> Ralph. Um. Yeah, I have to say second season probably after he's trying to create some sort of vibrational fleshlight. 
<laughs> the fact that you know about a flashlight kills me. If you personally knew one of the cast members of the new Fantastic Four movie, what words of wisdom would you say just before the premiere? Ralph. I have the car waiting out back. Just let me know. <laughs> you told me that I had that before. <laughs> Mike? I would tell anybody, an old Mercedes-Benz 600 Pullman has a trunk roomy enough for the dead bodies of a writer and a director. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Time's up, but we're going to continue. Which superhero, either on TV or comic, do you feel does not get his or her due? Mike? The question. I oh, love the question. He's paranoid yeah. and he's got no face. That means I don't have to deal with any ridiculous actor of fame. <laughs> so it could be some no-name guy? Yeah. No name, no face. It could be me. Could be. Ralph. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, Ralph. Ralph is a good guy. Who no, 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 no. An actual <laughs> hero. He's a hero to me. Uh, plastic Man. I would love to see his cartoon You back. love you some Plastic Man, yeah, bro. Yeah, I grew up watching that cartoon. Man. I did, too. I don't want him to be like the, the, the centerpiece of my, of my um, hero-loving existence. That's true. But, you know, I mean... But, but to each his own, I shouldn't knock you too. He's a funny guy... It'd be awesome to have him back. So that means you like right. Deadpool also? I love Deadpool. Okay, moving to the next question. <laughs> Final question. We've seen Batman and Superman both as leaders of the Justice League. How do you think the team would be different if Wonder Woman was in charge? Ralph? There'd be less phallic symbols. <laughs> Mike? Uh, a lot more villains would be decapitated, and the team battle cry would be, My eyes are up here! <laughs> wow okay <laughs> all right good job guys all right let me just get some shout outs real quick first off for life podcast glad you guys are back up hopefully you guys get your sound fixed but good to hear you guys back on the air shout out to tom congrats on your marriage wink wink um shout out Does to mean G- you're not congratulating him on this <laughs> it's, 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 it's an inside joke Tom, hey, glad you survived that cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's just fucked up like the like the little girl's heart in the in the fridge. That was bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gabe, you have a new phone. You have no excuse. And Angel, nice pick of Mike the Finance Guy you posted on the Meanwhile 22 Pages Later <laughs> Facebook page. Good job. Well done. And that's not me for all of you. <laughs> I look far better than that at any point in time. I think it was it was the picture of the Green Lantern, right? Yeah. Which one, too? I think it was Kyle Rayner's uh, suit, I think, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. One of, one of his many suits. One of the, one of the lame suits. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any shout-outs from you guys? I already did my shout-out. I got him out of the way early. Wow, you hear, that, you hear that, Jazz? He, he threw you out the way fast. Fast, like garbage that was smelling up the room. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout-out to someone I really look up to. It's not Ralph, is it? Okay, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, hopefully next week, I mean next week, the next time we're on, we're going to have some video game talk by um, the next couple of weeks anyway, so... Um, hopefully we'll hear from Pete Tango, who hopefully is listening to this as we speak. Hopefully so. All right. So that's our show for today. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, we're off the tech. This is The Cap saying, keep it geeky, and Walking Dead is on. Will you skip Shameless to get your share of nerdy goodness? Hell no. Oh, Hell yeah. You're crazy. <laughs>